welcome Professor Ana Jimenez Armo uh, from uh, Barcelona, Spain, in a very hot afternoon in this summer. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, you for your confidence. Let's see if we can be useful for our audience. Yeah. The methodologies, most of them. No? Absolutely. Yeah. The recent EAD We uh, Symposium in Ljubljana, uh, Slovenia, you chaired a very interesting session uh, about chronic urticaria and the new pathogenic insights about it. Uh, please, can you tell us at first something what we know or what we have known up to recently uh, about the pathogenesis uh, of uh, this disease? The first message that we should send to the audience is that uh, from at least the 2000, we, we started to know that uh, chronic spontaneous urticaria and chronic inducible urticaria are mainly an autoimmune disease. Then it's different from the common allergies. Uh, people tend to identify urticaria to some allergy that means induced by environmental factors. And this is not the case. The case is that chronic spontaneous is induced by through an autoimmune uh, mechanism, mainly driven through the high affinity IG receptor. And we've learned a lot of the urticaria pathogenesis because nowadays we have a very, very useful treatments different from the antihistaminics, which are the classical ones and that are very useful and can control around 60% of our patients when we use the antihistamines second generation non-sedative at higher doses, always at higher doses. But still, they have a, there is a 40% of patients who do not respond correctly to the high, uh, high doses of anti-H1. And for such patients in the 2014, appeared an extremely good drug who target the IgE and the, how IgE is binding to the high affinity IgE receptor. And this IgE, is an IgE that is created not to an environmental substance, is created through an autoantigen or through an IgG, which is endogenous. Then uh, from this, uh, from, from the 2014 till today, uh, we knew a lot of how the wheel was created and how the wheel appears. But uh, based on this, the appearance of this treatment, we've learned a lot more about the pathogenesis of urticaria because there are at least two types of autoimmunity, which can be really differentiated and have, that really are, uh, help us to identify such fast responders and slow responders to this anti-IGA therapy, which the only one, there is just one, and people who are listening to us, they know very well the name is Omalizumab. And from them, uh, these patients that really were loose, loose because anyone wanted to treat them because they were very complicated, these uh, patients who really does not suffer a life-treating disease, but who suffers a lot in the fact that they are, uh, they do not live currently because they, they cannot go to work because of age, the wheels, the angiodema, et cetera. 
is a very, very, very disturbing disease. And thanks God to this uh, new treatment, most of them now, they can develop a normal life because the objective is really to have a good quality of life. And with uh, Omalizumab, we, 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 we obtain this in, in, the more, in the majority of the patients easily with a safe drug. Then because of this event, we, the, these patients became the center of the translational medicine, the center of the pharmaceutical development, the center of interest for more than lovers of urticaria that we were very few in the world, then because it's easy to manage these patients, then more dermatologists can be uh, interested in, in those patients that, because you know, Patients are all, all, the, all over the world and they go to the doctor who are nearest them. Then yeah, the first messages and the strategic plan and the current messages sent to these uh, patients in the sense that they can be treated and they can control their disease uh, and they can obtain finally a good life uh, is very important. And the, the, the first message to send is we have nowadays more knowledge about what happened with our patients suffering chronic spontaneous urticaria and invisible urticaria. And we have more effective uh, pharmaceutical approach. And we've increased a lot the knowledge on uh, the disease in general but still we need a lot of education to all our dermatologists in all levels, eh? such that they're really interested in psoriasis or in acne or in uh, different types of things, because at the end they will find patients that will need this type of treatment and they should recognize the disease, know this, the new types of treatment, those which are available now and for the futures that will be available in order to address correctly the patients to the correct dermatologist or dermatologist that uh, knows about the disease. But themselves, all of our listening people here, they can manage, uh, they can start to manage correctly patients with uh, CSU or inducible urticaria. They should recognize the disease and learn a little bit of disease. It's not so, so complicated. Mm -hmm. Hopefully our conversation helped our colleagues and uh, raised interest in treating chronic urticaria and looking at a set different disease now. So thank you very much for your insight and thank you for the conversation.